0: And welcome to another episode of the Buckle Bomb Show here on Bomb Media Productions. I, My name is Bobby. I'm so happy to be here to talk professional wrestling with you. It has been too long. I am not joined by my broadcast partner, Anthony Rohn, today. He was not able to be here today. This is an odd live Tuesday show. Um, we haven't been around the last couple of Sundays, but... Uh, And there's some reasons for that. Uh, I'll talk about that a little bit later. But for now, we've had a couple of pay-per-views. A big AEW pay-per-view, a big WWE pay-per-view. Or, excuse me, PLE, Premium Live Event. And I want to talk a little bit about those. Because Tony's not here, I'm going to be uh, running through things a little fast. There's not a whole lot. you know. (laughs) I know I'm not the best with the on-screen. Oh, excuse me while I wrangle my cat. But I know I'm not the best uh, with the on-screen. Let me turn my mic volume down. It looks a little high. But, uh, you know, I, by myself, uh, I think the strength in this show is when me and Tony are going back and forth uh, and when I'm asking him questions and he's giving his opinion and I bounce off of that. I'm not terribly good yet, at least not yet. I'm not terribly good at being on my own and... And getting my thoughts out there very well. I like, I have uh, way too many ums and us, and I know that can be a slog to get through. Just listening to me sometimes, but so I'm gonna rush. I'm gonna run through this show pretty quickly. I'm just gonna give some general thoughts on full gear, on uh, survivor series, and a few other bits and pieces of news. Um, there's an um again. I gotta try and watch that. And then I'm going to have some channel announcements at the very end for this channel, for Bomb Media Productions as a whole. Some fun, exciting stuff coming. And I can't wait for all of it. But let's start with full gear here. Uh, It was a long pay-per-view. I think there were 10 matches plus the pre-show. And some exciting things happened to it. The Return of the Elite... Uh, we had a TNT champion uh, championship change. We had a world title change hands. Uh, but again, it was a very long show. I, I I remember it started off with the cage match between. And again, I my I don't have like the match card up. I'm just kind of going by memory here, so I'm gonna miss a lot. And again, it's just general thoughts and feelings on the show and what I remember. But. I remember it starting with uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, and that was a good match. That was that was a that was a fine cage match. Uh, Jungle Boy got the win in the end, which is what I think should happen. I don't know if that will eventually lead to a Christian uh, match or not. Obviously, Christian's got the injury right now. We will see what happens there. I hope uh, we move on to bigger and better things for Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Uh, Luchasaurus, uh, you know, I think with Christian Cage in his corner, can still have a bright future as well. We'll see what happens there. Uh, let's see. We have the return of Soraya and Britt Baker. And I liked what they did in the match. It wasn't a perfect match by any stretch. Even Soraya herself said she still got some ring rust. But I think it was a good match. So I liked, I liked some of the trolling at the very beginning where she landed. Because, you know, everyone online was like, Oh my God, I'm so scared. She's going to take that first bump and I'm going to be wincing. And and sure enough, she took a bump and everyone kind of stopped. Oh no, what's she's hurt. Oh no, her neck. And then of course she got up and laughed at everyone. Uh, I thought that was great because everyone was, I think, a little over-concerned about that. But I think the match was good overall and I liked Britt Baker working on the neck and and that kind of beating the story, and Soraya overcoming it. Uh, It was was a nice little story within the match. Uh, I think it was executed fairly well. Uh, The TBS championship match, man. And again, I like Nyla Rose. I love Jade Cargill. And I, I said this in the preview show. You've got a couple of heels here. And it it just never clicked with me the story here. It was Nyla Rose being an annoying bitch, with you know, and stealing the belt from another annoying bitch and Jade Cargill. You know, it it was just heel on heel, and it didn't click with me at all. And this was a match that I think could have potential. They could get to this match again somewhere down the line, where one of them's a baby face now. This might be a ways off. Neither one has, you know, is anywhere near a babyface turn at this point. But I think I think if at some point in the future, when one of them is a baby, that match has some potential there to uh, put some butts in the seats and sell some tickets and and some uh, pay per view buys. Because I think there's something that could be there with the two characters and the two and, and that image in the ring of these two powerful performers. But the match, the story going into the match didn't click with me. And then the match itself, you got two heels, uh, the, both of them green. It, it, it just didn't click. We, we, get, we need a little more time. I think we can revisit this match later, maybe in a couple of years, and I think it could be something special. But right now, for this show, it just didn't work. Uh, The TNT Championship three-way match was entertaining. And and there's no surprise there. The talent involved. uh, We were a little surprised Samoa Joe went over to win the TNT Championship. But I think that works. I think we need to build Wardlow back up. And you can have Wardlow chasing Samoa Joe for the championship again. And that can help build Wardlow back off. He kind of... This His reign as TNT champion wasn't that great. And he kind of fallen off after getting so huge with that feud with MJF. And ever since All Out, he's he's been struggling, I think, and just with the booking. And I think this could be a nice little reset button on that where we can have... Wardlow being built back up as he chases Samoa Joe for the TNT Championship and maybe he has to go through a few people go through powerhouse Hobbs and and a couple other people and some matches here and build himself back up to become the TNT Champion once again Uh, and then the main event uh, Moxley versus MJF for the AEW World Championship this match could have been better uh, ugh. I, I, I'm i not the biggest fan of Moxley's in-ring work, uh, particularly in his AEW run. Uh, something about it doesn't vibe, doesn't click with me, it's, it, mm, I don't know, he likes kind of the uh, outside of the ring stuff and kind of the over-the-top stuff a little more than I think I do. I'm a little more traditionalist when it comes to my pro wrestling. Um, and I think some of the stuff here with MJF trying to be kind of a baby face, he obviously definitely had the crowd behind him. Felt a little forced with the things he was doing and a little, well, maybe you could say fake. And maybe that actually worked within the story in the context of the match and what they were trying to do with it here. I'm not sure the match did the whole lot of favors for MJF, but at the end, I loved what they did with Regal. Um, I can't believe, I know Tony texted me after we did the full gear preview. And told me, oh, I William Regal's going to turn on MJF, obviously. But for whatever reason, neither one of us saw that until after we did the full gear preview. And it was I think it was kind of obvious. And sure enough, William Regal slips in those nucks to MJF. And MJF gets, gets the three, cementing himself once again as a heel, as he should be. And then the... Uh, then the fantastic uh, media scrum uh, moment with MJF. I'll say moment where he quoted CM Punk. You know, I'm the best in the world. In the in the ring, on this microphone, nobody can touch me. He quoted that from the Pipe Bomb promo in 2011 in WWE. He, uh, he quoted Jim Cornette, of all people, to finish the things off. So you talk about getting heat. He quoted Jim Cornette, thank you, fuck you, bye. And it was, that was just excellent. He, he reasserted himself as, as the best heel in the business. And uh, that's right where he should be. I, I missed um, the trios match for the trios championship. Death Triangle versus the returning elite. I, look, I've made myself clear of my feelings and I just said it talking about mox and mjf i'm a traditionalist when it comes to wrestling and these i know it's kind of the modern style but it's just it's, it's for me it's just boring and a slog to get through these matches with that are just spot fests it's one dive after one suicide dive after a jump off a ladder after a jump off a rope after a obviously choreographed dance routine of kicks and reverses and this and that in the ring. And it's just way over the top and very fake. And there's no selling whatsoever. And I just, I don't like these matches. And then to hear we're getting a best of seven. Ugh. I did think that they were going to do some trolling in the match where, you know, maybe Kenny Omega would get bit or bite someone. And... You know, maybe someone would throw a chair at Nick Jackson. It turned out that trolling didn't happen until Dynamite. Uh, for the second match in this best of seven series, of course, Death Triangle would win both matches. I am happy Death Triangle is winning these matches, though. I f- I'm gonna. I feel like the Elite are probably gonna end up winning the best of seven series unfortunately and i'm not excited to be sitting through all these matches between these guys these six men uh and i don't have anything against either any one of them it's just not my style of wrestling i don't think it's any good i don't think it's the way wrestling should be presented i think it's just a choreographed spot fest with no selling and doesn't tell a story uh but they, they are doing something interesting with the hammer uh they did it with uh the end of the full gear match and then they revisited that at uh on dynamite so that that has a modicum of interest at the very end but to sit through that stuff to get to it is just unbearable for me and i know i'm i'm in the minority on that opinion that's just how i feel all right those are my thoughts on full gear let me take a sip of my soda We'll go ahead and move on to Survivor Series War Games. Now, overall, I thought this was a better pay-per-view than Full Gear. Uh, Obviously, AEW right now is in this mode of we're going to give you all the matches. We're throwing—we only only have four pay-per-views a year, and you're paying $60 for them. We're going to give you every match we can possibly give you and make sure you get your money's worth— And I understand that it's a little bit of a slog to get through sometimes, you know, because those pay-per-views can run long, and that some of the matches end up being a little short sometimes, and you're rushing to get through things. This match, I felt flowed, or this pay-per-view here with WWE felt flowed better, obviously, when you're doing one pay-per-view a month, or excuse me, premium live event, premium live event, when you're doing one PLE a month, you know, you can take your time with it. You don't have to. And, you know, hey, it's on Peacock for as little as $5 a month. So you get the thing for $5. It's not... It's not... A thing where, hey, people are paying $50, 60 for this thing. We want to make sure they're getting their money's worth. It's no, let's, let's put on the best show we can overall. And... They've been doing that the last several pay-per-views, I think. And not that everything's been perfect. I didn't love everything about this War Games show. Uh, both War Games matches were good. Were solid. I, I I liked that the women's match threw in all the weapons and all that stuff. They did a lot of that. And I liked the men's didn't. So they were differentiated. We have two War Games matches on the same show, one men's, one women's, and that's kind of the modern style. I've always been like a little bit like, hey, you have the same match concept or match gimmick twice, but I understand women's wrestling, and that's, and I, I have nothing wrong with that. I think it can still be exciting. Uh, and I liked that the match was differentiated a little bit with the women's involving a lot of weapons and all that stuff. Uh, we would have the baby faces win in the women's, uh, and we would have obviously we had the returning Becky Lynch too on SmackDown the night before. That was fun and exciting seeing her come back and having her be the fifth uh, person on the babyface team with Alexa Bliss and Asuka and and all of them, Mia Yim, Michin, Mia Yim, and and Bianca Belair. And I, I think I think they put on a fine match. It was all right. Uh, I feel like the main event was better Slightly better than the women's Obviously the story with Sami's The best thing happening in wrestling right now Sami Zayn Usi Sami Zayn And I liked what they did with that The storytelling they did with that And really It was kind of odd Having the baby faces with the advantage um, If you know the history of war games It's usually been a coin toss They did it as a match Which was quite frankly better Uh, in modern wrestling, it, you know, you want to have that match on TV, it means something, it's important. Uh, so the babyfaces had won the advantage match, so they got that person, they got the first advantage of someone coming in the ring. So you have, you start with two people, the babyface side would have the next person come in before the heels do, before the bloodline did. So, that would give the advantage. Normally, you want the heels to have the advantage in a match like this, in that sort of situation, where they can build up heat, and the babyfaces can get sympathy, and can, you know, show some fight from underneath and be the underdogs. In this case, it was kind of the other way around, but I was okay with it because of the story they were telling. I think they're trying to put the bloodline over. And... You know, I think I th- I was okay with it more here. Normally I would be pretty much against that. You want you want the heels generally to always have that advantage. But I was okay with it with the way they were telling the story here and with the Sami Zayn thing and the way that was laid out. And you had that moment where uh, it was time for a Bloodline member to come out and someone in Jay was getting ganged up on and... All right, here comes Jimmy. Oh, no, wait. Roman Reigns pulls Jimmy back and says, Sammy, you go save Jay. And, I, you know, I, you you have that moment because of this switch in the format a little bit with the babyfaces having the advantage. So, and obviously, Sammy Zayn is, even though he's part of a heel group, he's, he's the biggest babyface in the company right now, I think. So, because no one gets a reaction like he does. On on, In either company So he's just so over right now And it's the best thing WWE's doing The best thing going in wrestling right now Is the bloodline Roman Reigns as champion And this whole thing with Sami Zayn And I'm excited to see where that goes Um, As far as other matches on the card uh, Shoot, they were kind of forgettable The Ronda Rousey Match Eh I kind of skipped over it. It, I I was busy on my phone. I didn't watch a lot of it. I I wasn't interested in it. Uh, She retained. Not a a big surprise there. Um, And I love Shotzi. Uh, I I hope they continue to give Shotzi, uh, put her on TV. I think she's really good. I think she's a great talent. She's got a great look. Um, Whether it's she's babyface now or heel, she's good either way. Uh, But this match just didn't click. And, man, there's not a whole lot else I can even remember from the show. It was mainly the two War Games matches. What am I forgetting? I know there are a few others. But, anyways, we'll go ahead, we'll talk about, uh, we'll go into. I'm just going to run through some quick stories to talk about over the last couple of weeks. Again, with Tony not here. You know, I don't want to get too deep into things. I want to get his opinion on some of these on this show and the next show he's on. But uh, we can talk about... Uh, well, R- William Regal, we talked about him uh, turning heel at full gear and sliding the, the NUX to MJF. And But there's been a lot of talk about his contract status with AEW. Apparently, he only signed a one-year deal, according to, I believe it was Melcher of the Observer. And... Obviously, the WWE, I think Triple H would love to have William Regal back. So there's been a lot of talk about that. Is he going to return to WWE at at the end of this deal? And, you know, Triple H did share that video on social media. Wouldn't be war games without this. You know, obviously with Regal announcing war games. So I, I love William Regal and you know whatever decision he makes i'll stand by i think he's i think he's been really good and he's been great for aw uh i think he could be even better for nxt at least behind the scenes i think some of the guys it's been reported and it's been said that people by multiple people that uh the talent in aw doesn't listen to some of the older stars uh they don't want to hear what people have to say. they're kind of set in their ways which is unfortunate because I think you could learn a lot from some of these guys, especially William Regal. And uh, I think putting him back in NXT would be a huge thing for that brand and for the future of WWE. Uh, but he, I think he's great in either company, certainly on screen. He has a better role, I think, in AEW. And uh, I love what he's been doing with the Blackpool Combat Club and now with... Uh, MJF well, I'd love to see how this plays out If It's true about the one year thing I don't think he has very long and Not until uh, Early spring I think So only a few more months Alright we will move on uh, I talked about Yeah I talked about uh, I, I touched on it The uh, trolling of the elite To CM Punk On Dynamite uh, oh, I liked kind of what they did, the Jake Hargill and Bow Wow thing that's been happening. I actually thought that first video that was released, it was kind of like a fan video or whatever from the VAC. You know, it looked like a work. Or, excuse me, it looked like a shoot. You know, and, I, you know, I knew there was some Twitter beef happening back and forth, but when this thing happened, and you, it looked real it looked like a real thing that happened like oh shoot what's what's going on here and then a few days later you know a more official video came that w aw released and you can see you know bow wow's kind of hamming it up for the camera and it was more obviously a shoot especially if aw's releasing video of it but uh you know it, it's got me interested I'm, I'm curious as to what happens here uh bow wow hasn't been relevant in a long time <laughs> but uh, you know, obviously, anytime you can get one of your stars uh, exposure outside of the wrestling bubble is always a good thing. And I think Jake Cargill's the perfect star for this in this situation. Uh, let's move on. Ooh, Tyrus uh, has become NWA world champion. And I don't know if we, if this happened before the last show or not, or I don't, I don't even remember if we talked about it specifically. But obviously, there's a lot of backlash against this uh, and against uh, Tyrus becoming a WWE champion. I think undeserved. I'm not saying he's the greatest wrestler in the world, but he's got size and a look, and and you know he's obviously he's been a big star in WWE. And again, I'm not saying he's the best wrestler in the world, but because of a certain news network that he appears on, I think he's getting a lot of undue flack and criticism. You know, let's let's see how this title reign goes. I can certainly understand it from N- NWA and Billy Corgan's perspective. He's someone who's on TV, carries that belt with him onto TV. Now you can argue, you know, how much... <laughs> The Fox News audience and the Gutfeld audience uh, would cross over with a wrestling audience. Probably very little. That being said, the NWA and that specific belt, you know, there might be a lot of lapsed old NWA fans that never liked WWE, never got into modern wrestling at all, that might go, Hey, I remember that belt. I like Tyrus. You know, I watch him on Fox News and he's the champion. Let me check out NWA. Let me look that up. And maybe, you know, maybe they find a little bit of an audience. But, you know, who knows? Uh, and, again, just the fact that he's a big that former WWE star. and He's got a look and size. And, you know, I don't know that there's anyone else within NWA uh, that would be better right now so certainly controversial but you know controversy is not always a bad thing people are talking about it you know i'm talking about it i'm not an nwa guy so that's not a bad thing it's getting them exposure all right let's see if i have anything else i wanted to talk about here oh i mentioned it a little bit during the uh survivor series preview or uh, review, excuse me, or discussion. And I just mentioned that Meechin, Mia Yim. And I when it first released Meechin and I sent that to Tony and he's like, Are you fucking kidding me? Cause we thought it was a full on name change. It turns out it's not, it's just kind of a nickname. They're calling her Meechin Mia Yim. So she's still Mia Yim. And then she also discussed Uh, Talked about what that means, what Michin means, and that it's Korean. She's half Korean. And that she was always called that growing up. Um, And and she talked about what it means, that it's... uh... Uh... So yeah, she was always called that as a kid. It means a lot to her. And when you know when I heard that, I softened on it immediately. And especially after you realize it's just a nickname. It's not her actual name. She's still Mia Yim. It's just Michin Mia Yim. Which actually kind of flows and works, too. So I am cool with that. I actually really like that. And I think we're going to see her continue to feud with Rhea Ripley. Uh, and that could be a great one-on-one match here coming up. Pro- probably Royal Rumble's time. So... I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm excited to see Mia Yim back in WWE and on the main roster. And I got no problem with Meech. I, I think that's actually... I did it first. But I, I now that I've heard it and now that I know it's not a full name change and what it means to Mia, I'm actually all for it. I think it's good. All right. So that'll do it for all the uh, wrestling news topics and all that stuff. I do want to talk about... I do want to talk about some things going on with the channel. You might notice, obviously, I'm live right now, and it's a Tuesday. And Tony's not here, but we've talked about this. I think we're going to start doing this every Tuesday instead of dropping these on Sunday. We would normally record Saturday night, and then I would drop the episode Sunday morning. But I've recently uh, switched jobs. I left one job and went back full-time at... A restaurant and obviously we work at the restaurant you need to work Saturday nights to make the money there so recording Saturday nights is no longer an option for us and Tony also got a second job where I uh, if I remember correctly no it's Friday nights but you know Tony's got two jobs and he's the general manager of one place and he's a doorman at a bar at another so he's working a lot of hours and Tuesday seems to be the one day where we both have, at least, I can get off, and he has off. Today, he picked up, and he's working a little extra today to make some end-of-month money. But we're, we're in the process of trying to figure out when the best day to, to record this show is, and also the other shows that I'm about to talk about here. So the Buckle Bomb show, as of right now, and this could change, but as of right now, it's looking like the Buckle Bomb show will be broadcast live every Tuesday. I'm aiming for 10 in the morning, maybe maybe it'll end up being 11, obviously I'm doing this at 12.30 today, but prob- I'm, I'm, I'm aiming for 10 or 11 in the morning to be broadcast live uh, with me and Tony every Tuesday. And then you may remember The Card, kind of a show I, I threw around and there are many different versions of already, just because I, I made it part of the Buckle Bomb show at first. And then I tried to separate it out and I was never happy with it. And now now that I've kind of paused it for for a little bit and I've got a concept down and, and uh, how we're going to do it, I, I think it's going to be vastly improved. Uh, if we continue to do the Buckle Bomb show on Tuesdays, then the card will drop. There will be two episodes a week. One will feature me. One will feature Tony. And... We'll each give our top five on a topic, and you know it could there'll be a lot of different stuff. So let's say it'll be you know the card and the topic of the week will be the five. uh, It could be the let's let's just say ring entrance music. Uh, One of us will give. We'll maybe we'll both give our top five ring entrance songs, or maybe one of us will give our top five. And one of us will give the bottom five and what we think the five worst songs are. Uh, so there will always be a topic. We'll both do the same topic that week, That week, though they may be competing topics in a certain way. Um, mine will drop on Wednesday and Tony's will drop on Friday. And uh, they'll be completely separate episodes. There won't be back and forth. It'll be all me on Wednesday and all Tony on Friday. And they'll have slightly different feels. You know, I'll have my way of presenting. Tony will have his way of presenting his five. And, you know, you won't have to watch one to see the other. And, you know, it it won't be like it was before. And I think this will be a much better concept and a much better way of doing it. And uh, I'm really excited about that. And then what I'm even more excited about is Classic Wrestling Reaction, CWR, where me and Tony... We'll get a healthy amount of alcohol. We'll sit down and we'll watch some old wrestling show. Often something that's terrible. Occasionally we'll watch something more positive. We'll need a palate cleanser every so often I'm sure. But oftentimes something terrible. It'll be part reaction, part review. Where and the way I plan on editing and we haven't recorded an episode yet. But the way I plan on editing this thing will be kind of a back and forth. It won't be like, here's the reaction and then here's the review. It'll be more cutting back and forth. Like we're talking about things and we'll cut to moments in the review uh, or in the reaction. And, you know, I think it'll be a really fun, tight show where me and Tony are getting drunk, just razzing on some terrible wrestling. And then talking about it after and just making jokes and having a good time. And there might be some some uh, guests joining us uh, some friends that I know that like wrestling and that are funny people and hopefully it'll just be a funny fun show uh, and it's a show that you can definitely get involved with right now because I want to be filming our first episode here pretty soon and I want to know I want to know what you guys want us to watch and there's a lot of terrible wrestling stuff out there. But if you go, our very first post on the community tabs here for BMP Sports is up, and it is a poll for what we should watch for the first episode of CWR. So once you're done watching this video, once I'm done here, go to the communities tab at youtube.com slash bombmediaproductions and answer the poll on there. There's a five options. Uh WCW, New Blood Risings, an option. Um, Heroes of Wrestling is an option, and that's an infamous thing, and I've never seen it. Uh, Wrestlelicious, which actually isn't that old. Uh, terrible women's wrestling uh, well, series of shows. Uh, we'll watch. We could watch. Um, there's a movie, Ultimate Deathmatch, a wrestling movie that apparently is really awful. So, And I think there's one other. I think uh, Woman of Wrestling Unleashed... So go go vote for what you want us to watch for the first episode of Classic Wrestling Reaction. Now, this is all under, you may have noticed a couple of months ago, the name of this channel changed from Bomb Media Productions to BMP Sports and you can see the logo right down here. BMP Sports, what I did was, because I had other things and you may have heard about Qualified Human, and me and Tony have been talking about that show and the logo's been out there for months and months now and it's Tony's interview show and I've got several episodes more or less pretty close to ready to go but as I've learned more about YouTube and having you know being a broad channel just doesn't really work especially a channel that's trying to grow so what I did here is I split up the show that had already started youtube.com slash productions And I made that BMP Sports. We've already got the wrestling show on here. A lot of my subscribers remember some very old videos. They subscribed back in the day for some old football videos. Eventually, I do want to have an NFL talk show on here. But that's not going to happen until next season. Uh, I do have a logo that I made for it that that I like. I think it's a little pretty. But it... It's not gonna start this season. United won't be ready in time for the playoffs, I think. So right now I'm gonna focus in on these wrestling shows and eventually I'll segue into some NFL stuff and maybe some more sports stuff on this channel. But then there's another channel called BMP Pop Splosion. And that's the channel where Qualified Human will be on. Uh, This is a channel and go search it right now. If you're interested in pop culture and nerdy stuff, in television and movies and all that stuff, uh, if you love Star Wars, th- go subscribe to this channel. It's going to have a lot of TV show reactions right now. There are a number of Andor reactions. I think the first 10 episodes of Andor are up. And I need to, first, uh, maybe the first nine episodes, I need to edit together the last three. I'll, I'm going to work on that here as soon as I'm done with this. Uh, there are also going to be Tales of the Jedi Reactions I need to edit together that I've already filmed. So a lot of Star Wars show reactions of me reacting to it. Uh, Qualified Human I've mentioned. That's Tony's interview show where he interviews just different people within uh, pop culture and that are online influencers and sex workers and and all kinds of different people. Uh, Really good, fun show uh, that's about getting to the heart of what it means to be a qualified human. And then uh, another reaction show uh, that I've got, you can see in the middle down here, involves me and Tony. I'm a huge, huge fan of The West Wing. I love that show. I think it's fantastic. And obviously in the political landscape, it's hard to talk about politics without there being this huge divisive thing. Tony, I thought he was conservative. He, He really actually considers himself a constitutionalist and a libertarian and and I, I like the idea and I'm a, I consider myself a libertarian but me and Tony have a lot of differences politically, but I love the West Wing, he's never seen it. So I want to do a West Wing reaction where the hook is that Tony, a libertarian, watches the West Wing, a show that does push some more liberal ideas, classic liberal ideals and very pro-government. And even though I'm a libertarian, I love the show and I think it's fantastically written and fantastically acted. It's just a wonderful show. And I'm curious as to whether or not Tony will like it. I wanna, I wanna see with all of you. I think all of you would enjoy seeing that as well if you're into that sort of thing. And if you like the West Wing, obviously on this channel, it's we're focused on sports. If you're not into that, that's fine. But if, if you're interested in any of these things, uh, if you're interested in movies, there are trailer reactions that are going to start popping up more and more. We're going to start doing movie reviews. And there are other shows I have in my head. But the West Wing show is one I'm, I'm really excited about because it allows us to talk about politics. But in a, in a way where we're kind of re- removed from the modern uh, polarization So we can talk about just the issues from a very sort of high-minded, non-judgmental place where we're not talking about the modern politicians and the modern divide and we're not getting into the the specifics of that. We're just going very much our feelings on government and what that means, I think, uh, to people, to us, and what it can mean and should mean Uh, in a country. And, you know, I think that could be a fun discussion along with just a really fantastic show with great writing and great characters uh, that we can also discuss at the same time. So I'm really excited about that West Wing show, uh, Libertarian Reacts to the West Wing. Um, Obviously, there'll be more shows, Marvel shows, I'll do reactions to, and there'll be more stuff coming on that. So I've got some ideas there. So that, if you're interested in that, if that sounds interesting to you, Go over to, you can actually type in YouTube. I don't have, there There aren't 100 subscribers yet, so it doesn't have its own URL. But you can do youtube.com slash at BMP Popsplosion. And it will take you to that channel or just search for BMP Popsplosion on YouTube. And you can find the channel and the videos there and subscribe to that. And be on the lookout for more stuff. I think it'll be really fun over there. And I'm really excited about that. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Buckle Bomb Show. I'm your host, Bobby. I was so happy to be here to talk professional wrestling with you. And I don't know for sure that we'll be here next Tuesday. Well, I'll tell you what. For sure, I will be here next Tuesday. And we we still might have to work on Tony's schedule and fixing getting that in. But I will definitely be here next Tuesday. And I'll see you then. The preceding announcement has been paid for by Bomb Media Production.